Amen. God bless. God bless. Pastor Derek Fletcher coming to you live through Facebook, through um, Twitter, through other means on today and coming to you from yesterday, man. Um, we just give God the praise, the glory, and the honor on today. And we just want to talk about serving the other people on today. And Father, let, let us just go ahead and pray. Let me turn that. That's kind of weird how that's flashing in my face. It'll be coming from Romans 15, 1 through 3. And so last week we talked about the centurion. And so I learned some things about service. And so now we're going to cascade over into serving others. Romans 15, 1 through 3. One through three, let me hold my head up. And and so when we serve others, it's not at their leisure, but it's at the leading of who God says <coughs> we should lead and how we should lead per his guidance, not being a doormat, but serving with the end, end picture of discipleship or ensuring that the mission of connectivity is happening. And we have a couple of examples on today. And so let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercy. We thank you that all day long, glory to God, that we have <clears throat> served you all day long. We have been before your face. We have captured the glory of what your word says. We have captured that which is your spirit and we have interconnected with your spirit. And so we have understanding, we have <coughs> remembrance on who you called us to be and what you called us to be. And we accept the vision, we accept the mindset of Christ Jesus, we accept our birthright. And so on today, we thank you, Father, and we glorify you, and we lift you up right now in the name of Jesus. And so in order for you to be, uh, uh, excuse me, in order for you to be a servant to others, there's some things, there's some setup things that has to happen. And so last week we were in, uh, I believe it was, Matthew 8 and 9, and the centurion uh, went to Jesus, and he talked with Jesus. He called him um, heading uh, or in between Capernaum and headed to another spot. He had just <clears throat> healed leopards, and the centurion told him, he said, man, he said, I, like yourself, I'm, I'm under authority. And so in order to serve others, under the hand of God, you have to be under the authority and captured under um, the assignment of what God says. And there's a few scripture contexts. The main one there is in Romans one through three, but you must, you must, in order to be an effective servant, you must know that your prayer life is ordered and in order. 
not only that, but you must know that that what you say to God, that he hears you. And in Psalm 116, you have to, and we see in the example of Joseph, Joseph was the ultimate servant and he didn't let things deviate him and move him. And we see Daniel, he was in the a ultimate servant. And there's a commonality among ultimate servant. David was an ultimate servant and, and David inquired of the Lord when there was major things and major determinations that needed to be made. And so he heard from God. He knew that God heard him. And and this ties in, it ties in to being a servant in, in Romans 15, one through three. But here it says here in, in Psalm, this is a things <coughs> this is a Thanksgiving Psalm. It says from death. And, and so Psalm 116 says, I love the Lord because he hears and can and continues to hear in order to be an ultimate servant, in order to be uh, the source to help others and to lead others. You must know who God is and that, that he hears and, and that he has access to you and you have access to him in your heart and the things and the desires of your heart and, and that the, the desires of your heart are grafted into the choices that you make toward God. It says my voice and my supplications, my plea, my cries, my specific needs. You must know in order to be an effective servant, that in your prayer life and in, in your declaration before God, that he hears you, that when you cry out, that he knows about you and everything, your supplications, everything is taken care of because when you're out to serve, you don't need to be worried about stuff and, and all that. You must know who the source is. You must know who the author, the finisher and the writer of your soul and, and of all the things that you have. And so when you're serving others, you must know. It's just because he has inclined his ear to me. He's listening and he's looking for you to grab hold of the image, the indelible image of what he has written about your life. <coughs> and we see Joseph. He was the ultimate of ultimate servants, so much so that he got elevated to second only to Pharaoh because he served, because he understood, and 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 it doesn't necessarily make reference, but Joseph had a prayer life. He had to all the stuff that he went through. He had to have been before God. It says here, therefore, I will cry, I will call on him as long as I live. The cause of my sorrow of death encompassed me. So we won't we won't we won't get to that part of it, but Psalm 116, 1 through 2. And so God must hear you. He has to you it's your faith affirmation. And 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 so with that we are to cry out, not only just when we need something, but to adorn ourselves with the cloak of praise and, uh, and, and with the 
cover of worship, we must come in to him. And 117, Psalm 117 says, oh, praise the Lord. All you nations, praise him, all you people. And so in Romans, it gives a connotation and it talks about in Romans 15 and 11. We, we won't talk about that, but we'll go to 15, one through three when it's time. And so for his loving kindness prevails, God does over us and we triumph and overcome through him. So we push through in him. We push through in his declarations and in his knowing of us before the foundations of the world, the script that he has written over our lives. Lo hom shohadidan, glory to the name of God. In the place and in the high place, we don't look to the left or to the right, but we look to the hills, we look to the maker of heaven and earth, El Shaddai, Elohim, the Alpha and the Omega, glory to God, the first and the last, the olive and the sheen, glory to God. Amen. We look to him and the truth of the Lord endures forever. His word goes from eternity to eternity. He stepped out of eternity, eternity, and he created synchronous time, chronos time for us. And then he gave us authority upon the earth and that we are to operate, but that we are to serve first and foremost. And so it says here, praise the Lord. And we're talking about Psalms 117 there. And so <clears throat> some of the things that I learned <clears throat> from the lesson on last week, as we looked at the centurion, the centurion knew the trends and the movement of Jesus. He called him up. He said, hey, man, I need your help. Um, I have a servant that uh, has the palsy and he's laid up and he's about to die. Okay, so he he went uh, to the bat for his servant, right, serving others. He, he explained to Jesus that I'm a man of, of authority. I, I function at, at a higher level that's coming down. I function... And so I have a servant, and the servant evidently had to have been important to his overall mission. And and, and so uh, the servant was effective in whatever it was that he did, because the centurion needed that resource in order to serve others, in order to serve the leadership that was up above him to meet the objective. And so when we serve other people, there's an objective under God. There is a, a point that we want to make. There is a clarion call of service, and we want people to see that which is within us that God has for us. And when we look at Joseph, man, Joseph poured out his gift, and he, he gave God recognition and honor. He had to have based upon how he lived and what he did. He kept serving, didn't say he cried, he kept serving, amen. The biggest mistake I think that he could have made, but he shared, he shared in earnest that his brothers would bow down to him and that, that but it was the truth. It wasn't, I don't think he was trying to 
make him jealous or, or, amen, he was anointed, he was appointed by God and he wanted to serve. And because he wanted to serve, amen, God made a way for him to become second only to the king, uh, Pharaoh. And so even on in the onslaught of being falsely accused under the hand of, of, of Potiphar's wife, he continued to serve, amen. And so, and I'm bouncing from him to the centurion. And so Joseph, not only did he answer um, through dream interpretation within the prison walls, but everywhere he went, the favor of God was on him. And people saw that he served in earnest. He served other people. When he was in Potiphar's house, God saw that he had the blessing upon him to make decisions, to allocate time, to allocate resources, to allocate gifts. And so he made him prosperous. And not only did he make him prosperous, but he raised him up in Potiphar's house to be the head servant. Well, the wife got hold of it and she wanted to grab hold of it, but he remembered his servitude. He remembered the pace that was before him. Amen. Just like with the centurion, the centurion was mission minded. He had a servant and that servant I'm assuming was key to his success. And so the butler, amen, in Joseph's case and the baker, amen, he, he shared with them as, as God allowed him to have privilege to be in prison and he served so much that the bank, the, not the banker, amen, the warden, glory to God, looked at him and had favor with him so much so. And then when the dream came throughout the land, amen, and Pharaoh needed interpretation, Joseph was remembered. And, and so he served so well, he served others, amen. And it seemed like in the beginning that Joseph was a doormat because his brothers, you know, bloodied up his coat. Not only that, they put him in a hole, then they said, let's take him out of the hole. They sold him into slavery, amen. And, and I wanna go ahead and get to this Romans 15 and read that because that's the context of of what it's all about, amen. Not only that, but we see how David served in the household armor bearer. He served on the back 40, glory to God. And so in order to be great, you have to submit yourself to God. And most people don't wanna do that. They see service as the doormat effect and they don't want to rest in God. And so here it says in Romans, it says, now we who are strong, right? If you're serving, you're strong. If you're serving, you got mission orientation in mind and the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. And so with the centurion, he was pagan but his faith was strong. But he understood, he understood about serving. He understood about a mission statement and what needed to happen. 
and what needed to take place. And apparently he had been watching Jesus and he bonafidably knew that Jesus could raise his servant up out of the bed. Not only that, he said, man, you're not even worthy. I'm not even worthy to have you come into my house. Just say the word. I tell men to go and they go. I tell them to come and they come. I say do and they do. So he was a leader, but he was a servant as well. And we see in the case of Joseph, how when he interpreted the dream, God also gave him a solution factor to help out the land. The seven days of plenty, seven years of plenty, and then the seven years of famine. And he enabled Joseph, he enabled him to serve and, 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 and Pharaoh, glory to God, took off his signet ring and, he's, and he put it on him. He said, you're, you're second only to me in command structure, glory to God. In command structure, the first shall be last and the last shall be first, serving other people. Joseph served other people. He served so much so until the, the prosperity of God was just outpouring on him. Glory to the Lord God we serve. And we can see that, hallelujah, when, when Israel, was it Israel? I believe it was. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, glory to God. We see that in, in that framework and in, in that lineage. Well, well, Rachel, yeah, Isaac, yeah, 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 we got it right. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob is Jacob. We see that in Jacob when he arrives and, and, and he's, you know, fighting and, and moving and, and, and the man tricked him about the first wife and then the second wife and he stayed there. <coughs> Glory to God, that mantle got passed down to Joseph to serve. Amen. And and glory to God. Let's get to the Romans 15 and 1. This is the main context, but you needed all that other meat behind it to really understand this. It's amplified. It says, now we who are strong in our convictions and faith, you got to be strong in your convictions and in your faith to be falsely accused and then placed in jail and then to still keep serving others knowing that the woman lied, Potiphar's wife lied, but Joseph kept serving. You got to be strong when your brothers forsake you and put you in a pit and the hole in the ground and then take you out and, and sell you into slavery. When you're second only to, to the Egyptian Pharaoh and, and the world leader at that time to continue to serve others and to skillfully ask questions of your brother without ordering them to be dead and to be executed. You have to be strong in your convictions and in your faith, according uh, glory to God, uh, to be patiently put up with the weaknesses of those who are not strong and not just please ourselves. And so Joseph wasn't just doing things for self-pleasure. He was doing it to serve God. He was doing it to add to the equation of a successful life, the betterment of others. He 
served so much that Pharaoh was impressed by what he did. And when we see the boy king, he was a boy, but he wasn't yet king in David. Where God said, he sent the prophet, he said, there's a man after my own heart. You need to go anoint him because Saul doesn't know nothing about serving. He's worried about other people. See, servants reach out and they tag into the spiritual realm and they get their strength from God, not from what other people are saying, not from what the neighborhood bliss is or the daily uh, functionality of what others are saying. Glory to God. But they get it from being mission focused. And when we look at the centurion, the centurion was mission focused and he understood command authority. That's why he was went to Jesus and said, man, you're not worthy. Uh, I'm not worthy for you to be at my house. Just say the word, just say the word. He understood, amen, about servitude. He understood about taking care of the needs of the people below him. And so Joseph had that same uh, mindset, understanding about taking care of people that were below him, that needed glory to God to be sought to. He understood about what was to come, the seven year of, of feasting and the seven years of famine. And God released him to share a plan of success. When you obey and serve God, you'll eat the fat of the land. When you obey and serve God, he will make your name great. He will increase you within the land. He has given you dominion and authority. He has created you to be tripart upon the earth and to take dominion and authority over things. And so we that are strong are to bear the infirmities of the weak. And, and that doesn't mean that we predicate and cater to them but we see to the needs that are revealed by the Spirit of God. It says here in 15, Romans 15 and 2, it says that let each one of us make it a practice to please his neighbor for his good, to build him up spiritually. Pleasing your neighbor for his good that has been revealed by God's master plan for their lives. Serving like Jesus washed the feet of his disciples, like Mary washed Jesus's feet with um, her hair and then with sprinkling his feet with a fine perfume. Glory to God. And so Jesus washed the disciples' feet Hallelujah. And he had dialogue with them. He began to share with them <clears throat> that he had to serve them, that he had to. And he was mandated to see to their needs. Glory to God. He was mandated. And it was a tough assignment to wash their feet from a physical position. And so you can just imagine how he was seeing to their needs and teaching them from a spiritual point of view what they needed to do and how they needed to be strengthened and to be brought up. Glory to God, it says here. Amen. Serving other people. 
So we ought to have a revelation and we must have a strong prayer life to hear from God. And, and David at key points, he inquired of the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. He wasn't like Saul worrying about the left and the right. He got scared and he started sacrificing when he should have killed everything because of what God said. But David, man, he went and and he sought the chief priest and he asked for the ephod so he could seek God about securing and taking back all the assets of children and, and wives that were taken. And God told him as he inquired of the Lord to retrieve all. And he served for the betterment of the people that he served lower, his lower subordinates. And so God needs us available. He needs us to grasp hold of an understanding of serving and, and what is needed, not the interpretation of what that person might think they need, glory to God, but it's serving and being spirit-led, says here, for his good to build him up spiritually in the spirit, in the spirit, to build him up in the spirit, spiritually, to build him up in the spirit, to build him up in the spirit, glory to God. So three here says, for even Christ did not please himself, but it is written in scripture, glory to God, the reproaches of those who reproached, glory to God, you, the father fell on me, the son, and that's Psalm 69 and 9. We're going we're gonna to get to that there in a minute. So it was Christ's assignment to come on the earth and those that had caused a reproach or repercussion of sin to be introduced. But Christ had to come so that this, the act of sin could be nullified under his blood and through his body. So that the act of sin and the consciousness of sin could be nullified. It could be canceled out under the name of Jesus. It can be undone and we could be reflected and reclaimed and to be recalled to the and, and redeemed to the original position, serving others, glory to God, serving other people. And that's what Jesus did by revelation and by precept, he understood that he had to serve. And we must understand that we have to serve men. Hallelujah. We have to understand that on the earth, no other way that men and women should be saved other than that, but in the person and in the revelation of other men serving. So let's find out what Psalms 69 and 9 says, Psalms 69 and 9, we must present ourselves worthy, hallelujah, we must present ourselves in a position to serve others under the guidance and the leading of who God is. We must look to the high place, we must look to the hills, we must look to the place that is higher than us. We must call those things that be not as though they are and serve glory to God. It says here, amen. Splendor and majesty are 
before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Glory to God. Let me just re-verify that right now, right here on the spot. Glory to the name of God. Glory to the name of God. 69 and 9. 69 and 9. Worship the Lord in the splinter of holiness. Tremble in submissive wonder before him all the earth. So in order for us to effectively serve others, we must submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We must submit ourselves up under him so that he can take away our bias relative to servitude so that he can neutralize, glory to God, that carnality mindset towards serving others so that we can transfigure our mind into the pattern, into the wave of the disposition of Christ Jesus into the origination of the intent and the birthright that God has laid out for us. Hallelujah. So we are to serve other people in the position, in the place, and in the mindset of who God says that we are. And I know sometimes it can be difficult to try to serve others. I know that sometimes it can be a challenging feat. Glory to God, because it feels like you're being stepped on. It feels like you're being trampled on. It feels like you're being taken advantage of. But we must serve other people so that God's will can be complete in their life. We must do it with the consideration and the understanding that we are an instrument and meet for the master's use. We are called in the area of servitude, and it might be tough. Your feelings might be getting hurt right about now. It might be a person that's so carnal until it's just breaking your physical heart. But those that endure hardness, those that endure trials as good soldiers, glory to God, your reward is waiting in heaven. Your reward and access to the abundance of God is activated right now upon the earth. Look not to the left or to the right or to the east or to the west. Look to the place of the high hills. Look to the hills from whence cometh my my help and your help. All of our help comes from the maker of heaven and earth. Look to the high place. Look to the one that is the Alpha and the Omega. Look to the one who is the Ancient of Days, the fairest judge of all times, the one who is Elohim, the one who is Adonai, the one who is El Elyon, the one who is mighty, the one who is the creator, hallelujah, the one who is resting his word, hallelujah, and his word shall never return unto him void. And so on today, we are thankful Hallelujah. Today, we are resting in the things of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit. We thank you that we humble ourselves up under your mighty hand. Glory to God. We thank you that you have enabled us to serve others for the goodness of the gospel, for the apparent reasons. Hallelujah. To make us 
hallelujah, fishers of men. So we thank you, Father, on today. We glorify you for your word, that the eyes of our understanding be open and enlightened on today. Glory to God. So we thank you, hallelujah, that we're serving other men up under the authority that you have given us. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this word on today and that you are blessed by it. Amen. And we just thank you and glorify you in Jesus' name.